ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, please stand for the reading of God's holy word. I have not titled this message yet. Um, this is something that God has put on my heart. I would not say these things if he had not put this on my heart. Turn in your Bibles to 1 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32. So as I said, this is all fresh and new. As they have said in the past, hot off the press, literally. And this is something that God has been laying on my heart. First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32. And of the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times, to know what Israel, the people of God, ought to do. The heads of them were two hundred, and all their brethren were at their commandment. And so I want to somewhat, uh, unfortunately, and fortunately, this is going to take more than one sermon. Uh, one message and so it may be two or three and I would love to preach messages short like the preachers who uh, have book contracts and so forth and uh, who are selling their videos and DVDs but uh, the Lord has led me differently. So let's pray. Holy Father God, uh, having read your holy word, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. For Jesus Christ's sake, Lord, have continued mercy and grace upon each and every one of us who name the name of Christ. Please forgive us of our sins, our faults, and our failures as we from our hearts, by your grace, forgive others who have sinned against us. And Lord, wash and cleanse us in the precious blood of Christ and make us to be whiter than snow. On the inside, crucify, Lord, our flesh and the old man within us, all who are saved, afresh and anew here and outside of here, and fill us, Lord, with the fullness, the power, the unction, and the anointing, the fruit, and the liberty. Lord of your Holy Spirit. 
And Holy Father God, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would rebuke and bind the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias, Lord, from this place and from the people who have these problems. <clears throat> and Holy Father God, as I continue to pray for the salvation of my wife, Marika White, who is here serving in the church as she has for 34, over 34 years. Uh, I believe that she is religious, but lost, church going, but lost, church serving, but lost as I believe now, Lord, more than ever, millions of people are in this country and around the globe. And as you have used the prophets of old and have used their family as a proverb and as an example, Lord, I believe that's what you're doing here. I know that uh, some people uh, 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 would not uh, like that, but uh, this is real. You've given me the liberty to do so. And I hope that uh, the people out there everywhere would pray for my wife to get saved, for... Uh, uh, open her blinded eyes, unstop her deaf ears, and save her soul, and change her life. And uh, fill her with your Holy Spirit so that her service can become easier and more joyful and more cheerful. And do that for other lost people in my family, in this country, and around the globe. And so, Holy Father God, we also pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ tonight, that you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias, and the wicked sins that come from these spirits, pride, stubbornness, rebelliousness, and witchcraft, bad attitudes and bad spirits out of the life of my wife and other people in our family. For Lord, these generational curses, they spread sad to say, Lord, even to children and grown adult children. And I do pray that you'll drive these demon spirits out of the lives, Lord, of uh, everybody who has that problem here and beyond here. And Lord God in heaven, give us a sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil, even tonight. And Holy Father God, I do pray that, Lord, you would uh, indeed uh, save those who are lost, revive those who are saved, heal those who are sick, comfort those who are grieving and mourning. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, that you would uh, glorify your holy name, lift up your holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and help us to do that by your grace, by your energy, 
by the power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray. Uh, save those who are lost. Revive those who are saved. Heal those who are sick. Comfort those who are grieving around the world. Have your holy word to go far and wide. Have your gospel to be heard. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. And so ladies and gentlemen, uh, right now this title, you may be seated, uh, this title right here, make sure this is on the right one. strongest one is uh, tentatively titled uh, The Importance of Having Men Who Understand the Times and Who Know What to Do. I cannot emphasize that enough. Men who understand the times and who know what to do. Over here in the back, you need to hold it out. Hold it out. Allow me to repeat that. The importance of having men who understand the times and who know what to do. And what to and how to lead the people of God. extremely important in every age in every generation first chronicles 12:32 and of the children of Issachar which were men that had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do the heads of them were 200. This lets you know that everybody uh, does not know what to do. Most people do not understand the times. They, they, they can't see it. Uh, and that's just the reality. And they need somebody to lead them. God always chooses people to lead people, to warn people, to rebuke people. And God gives them the, the capacity and the wisdom and the knowledge and the discernment and the understanding. It's nothing that, that people who are called to do that, people like myself, it's nothing to brag about. In fact, it's something, it's a burden that you are willing to carry, but you oftentimes 
really do not want to carry it because uh, people are stiff-necked and hard-headed and you really don't want to be bothered. But God has burdened you with it. Uh, even this message tonight is a burden. It's something that he wants me to say. He rolls it out to me. And let me just say this to you. To the prophet or to the pastor or to the uh, evangelist that God uses with this. It comes to them very easily. It may be a struggle sometimes to get it out. Uh, to write it and rewrite it as he gives it to you. It flows. It's not anything hard. It's after years of praying and knowing God and walking with God and um, the power of the Holy Spirit, the prophet, the preacher, the pastor, whoever he is, they do not want credit. They do not take credit. They know it comes straight from God and God is using them. They have to be willing to be used. Woe is me if I preach not the gospel or preach the truth to the people and let them know. He wants the people warned because uh, even if they're stiff-necked and hard-headed, they will know that out of his love, he warned them through his prophet, through his servant. I was so pleased to hear about the pastor of one of the major churches in Buffalo. He does not call himself a church leader. He calls himself a church servant. It's on the website. I, I, I truly believe that the church leader people need to change that. You are a church servant. Uh, get rid of the leader thing. Now we're going to use that because that's what they use. Uh, evangelicals create many different strange things. And I still love them because they, they, they may be off, but they're not far off from, from the kingdom of God. I love, I love all my brothers who are close. Uh, and who used to be right on target. I still love them. Because I believe they can get back on target. And let me just say here, we're living in an age where we're living under the um, sons of uh, the great ones. I didn't mean to rhyme, but that sounds all right to me. We're living in an age of the sons and the grandsons of the great ones, and then some of the great ones didn't have any sons, didn't have any to pass on to us. And one, E.V. Hill, his son died, younger than me. But we did not take heed to those prophets. And I don't care if you like them or not, most of you don't like them because they were prophets in their time. Dr. D. James Kennedy, Dr. E.V. Hill, yes, Dr. Jerry Falwell Sr., I don't care if you like him or not. He had a vision and he warned this country that what's happening now 
was happening now? He warned us. He warned us. We don't. We don't. We, we didn't take heed. The sweet evangelicals they they poo pooed on what these prophets said. Uh, and then the other prophet, uh, pastor, over here, philosopher, over here, the one we use, Doctor Who. Say it again. Schaefer, right? What's her name? Francis Schaefer. Dr. Francis Schaefer. His son was for homosexuality. He was not. His son was for some other things and helped the liberals do some of the evil things that they have done. Frankie Schaefer. The devil is a lie. And, of course, uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. is a swinger, allowing his, uh, his wife to have sex with other men. And there's no telling what he did with the other men, and so forth. Um, and Andy Stanley, son of the great uh, Charles Stanley, who is not a heretic and far from it, one of the greatest gospel preachers you will ever hear, one of the clearest preachers you will ever hear. One of the best preachers you'll ever hear. Charles Stanley, Dr. Charles Stanley, we honor him with great respect and we're gonna miss him when he leaves here. But he served his present generation. His son is a heretic. Everybody knows it. We don't want to say it. We don't because we love Charles. We don't want to say it, but it, it is what it is. We don't want to believe it. And on and on. And, uh, and so we need men who can discern the times. We thank God that we have a few who are still with us. And we're going to talk about that here shortly. And of the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do, the heads of them were two hundred, and all their brethren were at their commandment. Today we have so we're, we're, we're living under the terror of the sons of the great prophets, the terrorists. Some of these people are not even saved. They just have a good name and a good pedigree, and they have the money and the prestige, and some of these people are lost as Hogan's goat. They have never been saved, and they have turned against God, and they are Judases. So be careful about juniors and thirds. Be very careful. And uh, uh, and and you you might want to remember what the prophets, the great ones, said and did. We need to go back to the old landmarks. 
That's one of the songs I heard as a little child, getting ready for church on Sunday morning. Shirley Sees in them used to sing, we need to go back to the old landmarks. Aretha Franklin used to sing it. And if you ever heard Aretha Franklin sing it, you know that, uh, and you know that's a gift. And you can't do it. You can't do that song, for sure. Uh, you got to, you got to have a gift from God. They sung that song extremely fast. If I could sing, I would break out in it right now. But I, I can't sing. God did not give me that gift. <clears throat> I, I have a, an older pastor friend who lovingly told me, said, Preacher, now you can preach, but now you need to leave the singing alone. I know you love singing, but you need to leave the singing alone. I had to tell a young brother the same thing in our church. He loved the old hymns, loved them. He was saved, he got saved, he loved the old hymns. And that's what he loved the most probably in the church. And he couldn't sing a lick. And singing with a loud, I mean loud and with a big smile on his face. I, and I just got so tickled because he couldn't sing a lick, couldn't carry a tune in a job. And so, so, so those of us who can't sing, we've not been blessed with that gift, just accept it. And sing low. Swing low, sweet chariot. Yeah, sing low. Okay, don't only swing low. Sing low. Somebody says, sing so low. Sing a solo. So low that we can't hear you. But you're messing up everybody else who can sing. I know you don't like it, but I mean, you just, everybody does not have that gift. And some of you parents need to tell your children, honey, the child, God bless you. I know you. Uh, want to sing like uh, the stars you see, but that's not your gift. Anyway, First Samuel twelve twenty three. As I share this message, remember, uh, as I go to the Isle of Patmos, by the grace of God. And all of you who can help me go to the Isle of Patmos because I have several groups trying to kill me. Uh, several uh, groups and people who are following me and uh, they want to do harm uh, to me. And, and some are Judas is in the church. And... Uh, so I need to move to the Isle of Patmos, not only for that, also because God has given me the privilege and the notification that I have finished this assignment. I have fought a good, faith, a good fight. I have kept the faith. And the time of my departure to another country, at least, is at hand. I've done what I could do, uh, uh, and I believe my predictions that God is going going to destroy America, and it's getting worse and worse on multiple levels. Um, and uh, America, as I will share in this message, has become the biggest, most destructive. Sodom and Gomorrah in the history of the world. You say, well, I, I never heard of a prophet leaving 
uh, normally prophets. Uh, one one servant, he was not a good prophet. He was not a good servant. Lot, he God called him out of there before he destroyed it. And so uh, God is calling me as well so that I can keep on preaching to those who are lost. I, I'm going to keep on preaching now. But I'm going to be on the Isle of Patmos. And so... Uh, I uh, publicly ask the brethren who have been blessed with uh, income and finances. Uh, I, I, I humbly ask publicly Dr. Tony Evans, Dr. Joyce Meyer, Dr. T.D. Jakes, these are all, uh, uh, and Dr. Um, Joel Osteen, uh, to, uh, in case I don't sell BCNN1 news, Black Christian news, and you already have a place, all I need is a tiny house on the Isle of Patmos. I have the island picked out. Uh, I'm sure my daughter Danny, my son Daniel, and my daughter Danita uh, will help. Uh, I already have the Isle of Patmos picked out. It is not the actual Isle of Patmos, but it is an island. He said, well, why don't you tell us where you're going? I can't tell you that because I don't want you to follow me. I'll be preaching. You'll see me. I'll be preaching almost every day still. I don't know how a preacher can take a vacation today. I don't know if you're called to preach. You evidently don't understand the times. I, I don't understand how a preacher can't preach every day today. I won't preach every day today. People are dying wholesale by the multiplied thousands. And God has given us a means to reach them with the gospel. And so I don't know how a God-called preacher can uh, not preach today, every day, if he has the strength. So as I am exiting my beloved America that I love so much, I don't want to leave. I love America so much. One of the reasons why I love America so much is because I've been around the world by the grace of God to preach the gospel. And I've been in some places that are uh, uh, pretty rough. And I don't know how the people make it. And there are countries right now, man, that are just out of control and just not safe. And, uh, and I've been to these countries. I've preached the gospel in these countries. I've also seen how some missionaries live in these countries. And I have encouraged pastors, you need to go check on some of these missionaries. I went to preach in one country. And the missionary had some servant girls. And, uh, and uh, was living in a palace. The church took me over there to stay. He was he was back home on furlough, what they call furlough, raising more money. 
and he was not there, the missionary pastor. And so they took me to this palace in this foreign country, third world country. And uh, there were three beautiful servant island girls and one big mama. And they all met me at the door giggling, and I I turned around and looked at my to look at my driver. I said, uh, who was carrying me around? I said, now what what is this about right here? Oh, this is where you're going to stay, my brother. I said, my brother, I can't stay here. I'm over here by myself without my wife. And where do these women right here stay? Oh, they live here. They'll be your servants. I said, what? He said, get the car. I said, you're about to find me a hotel. I can't do that. And they walked in, and uh, and he, oh, he said, don't worry, brother. Don't worry. No, no worries. Uh, I said, there are a lot of worries. He, and, and he showed me the room that I was going to stay in. It had a big old master's, master bed, water bed back in those days. I said, no, brother, we can't do this. This is not righteous. <laughs> I won't make it out of here. So some of, you, some of you pastors need to go and see these missionaries. They'll send somebody over and check on them because they're living like kings and they got servants. You hear me? It's like uh, slaves and so forth. It's not good. Anyway, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I promise you, as the prophet Samuel said. Moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. I will continue to pray for you. But I will teach you the good and the right way. I'll continue to preach. But if I were you, and I, I, and I say this with love, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together, but um, I would be very careful about attending these so-called megachurches. I believe the way to go now is home churches, and if you have a good man of God over the megachurch, uh, allow him to preach to you every Sunday where y'all meet at home. Do not get caught up in church growth. Let God do that. And you focus on your commitment to the Lord and your service to the Lord. Dr. Charles Ellicott said of the sons of Issachar came men sage in discernment and this is greatly lacking in the church today and so we have really literally a church that is without a rudder. The blind and even lost, leading the blind like never before. Much of the church is a political machine 
hooked up with one party or another, and they're getting ready to do it again, big time this year. I urge you not to join or be involved or get involved with any political party. You're not going to do it because you people still think the power is in politics. And it never has been there. The power, the true power is in the church if we would do what Jesus Christ told us to do in the church. We have failed God and we have failed Jesus Christ and thus we have failed our families, we have failed our churches, we have failed the government and we have failed this nation because those of us who claim to be Christians have refused to obey the great commandment and the great commission. We have refused to do the simple commandments of the Lord. We want to do everything else. There are millions of Christians in this country. They will spend hours and hours canvassing for a political candidate who is not worth, excuse me, a flip. I wanted to say something else. But won't canvass and won't pass out gospel pamphlets for Jesus Christ at all. They'll go to political crusades and hear the same dead, sorry, lying message over and over and over again and laugh at the same old joke and fly banners and everything else and and cheer at the same points like zombies, red and blue. And that's what you're going to do this year big time. You're going to do it big time, and I, uh, don't even ask me to do anything. I've had people ask me, are you going to help with these? No, I've already helped you. I've already helped you. I did what God told me to do. He's pleased with what I did by uh, His grace. And I'm moving on, And because uh, I warned you. You didn't listen. You, you love this. You love the political garbage more than you love God. You do. You love it. And now you want to get all gung-ho about fighting Mickey Mouse when you could have avoided this. People, don't get me upset tonight. I don't, I'm not in for that. I'm not in for it, man. You're more excited. Now you want to get all geared up to fight Mickey Mouse, who has betrayed the family and has betrayed the church. They used to, you used to could depend on Mickey Mouse, Disney World, Disney, to produce some halfway decent entertainment. Now they're trying to introduce the homosexuals and, 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 and transvestites and everything else into the... Um, into uh, the movies. And you go all gung-ho about that, but you were not gung-ho about stopping the homosexuals and the homosexual couples and the homosexual marriages. Coming into your church, because you thought, oh, well, it's just going to be another sin we got to deal with, that we have to deal with.
Andy Stanley lied to you. Otis Moss III lied to you. Deceived you. And you, you took it hook, line, and sinker. And look at, look at the mess we're in today. So you didn't see men wanting to go to women's bathrooms. At the drop of a hat, he can decide that he wants to be a woman. Do you know how many women have been raped since this garbage has set in? How many men who are not transvestites, who are not homosexuals, never have been, but who have in their criminal minds said, you know what, I'm going to rape a woman today by going into a female bathroom. They can't stop me. If they try to stop me, I, I can sue them and get millions of dollars. So either way, I'm going to get something I want. The devil is alive. Oh, you didn't see when Andy Stanley presented it on his little chalkboard. You didn't see six foot four man racing against a five six woman or five four woman and beating excuse me I don't I normally don't use this terminology beating the snot out of her. You didn't see that. But this is a thing today that has turned this nation upside down. You didn't see all of this gender-bending foolishness. You didn't see uh, all of the LBGQ plus legions of demons. You didn't see that back then because they, they, they deceived you. The blind leading the blind. They didn't see it either. They were deceived by the chief demon who told them to, 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 to abuse this country and, to, and, and I want this country to change the way I want it to change. And so what did they do? They poured out millions and millions of dollars. Gave people who would march and protest stipends, including pastors. Whatever you want, whatever you need, here's the money. Here's your 30 pieces of silver. You never saw Disney putting homosexuals uh, in their movies on purpose and transvestites and defending it. See, you didn't have discernment. You don't have discernment now. And some of these devils who have been paid, the blind leading the blind, they are hell-bent on, on completing this because they see that they're losing ground. Dr. Charles Ellicott said, Of the sons of Issachar came men sage in discernment for the times, so as to know what Israel ought to do. We have very few people who know what to do, and that is a tragedy. We have very few men in the church today who know what, who know what the problem is and who know what to do. As I have said to you, there's great value in knowing what to do. Now, whether the people do it or not, that's their business. I mean, you know, that's up to them. But thank God we have a few people who know what to do, what the problem is, and how we got into this mess, and how to get out of it.
How many of you found out it's easy to put on 200 pounds, but it's very hard to take it off? And it takes a long time. That's how the situation is that we're in today. It's not going to be a quick fix. We have to go back to the old landmarks. Everybody in the church who names the name of Christ and the people who are lost and on their way to hell who like homosexuality because they are in it themselves and the swingers and the people who are adulterers and adulteresses, they need to peel off from the church. You say, well, we're going to lose numbers that way. You don't have any numbers. They're trying to destroy the church. They're trying to choke the church. They're trying to gut the church. They're trying to gut Jesus out of the Bible and hang him in the fallible pages of history. Their chiefs, 200 in number. Everybody does not have this kind of discernment. That's just the way it is. There are people who lead and there are people who follow. And unfortunately, there are people who follow the blind leading the blind. And that's one of the reasons why the church is in the ditch right now. And he goes on to say, and all their fellow members under their orders. The old Jewish expositors concluded from the former part of this verse that the tribe of Issachar had skill not only in discernment of what time it is and what to do in this time or in that time. They had skill in uh, astrology so that they could read in the heavens what seasons were auspicious for action and so forth as the ancient Babylonians professed to do as well. But all that the text really asserts is that those men of Issachar who went over to David thereby showed political sagacity which most preachers they don't even have that today. They're bought and tossed by political giants and political parties just like everybody else. And when they get through with you, they kick you to the side until the next election. So sad how preachers and churches are used by political parties in this country. And God is not pleased with it. No similar phrase occurs elsewhere in the Old Testament. It is a unique passage of scripture. Men who knew the times and then they knew what to do. And if you don't know what to do, you need to follow somebody who does. And as you will find out in this message, as we go along, I will not recommend myself. Thousands have followed me and listen to me over the years, and I thank the Lord for that. I recommend to you somebody else, Dr. Tony Evans, who has been warning you and teaching you and loving you and preaching to you, and every time you have called almost, he uh, has gone at, you know, even risking his health to go help you. Black and white, red and yellow, 
he's on up in years now, and you still uh, dragging him all across the country. He's so meek and humble and loving, he, 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 he'll go ahead on and go. It's not about the money. I mean, you know, I mean, you, he, won't, he probably doesn't want you to know that, but he's a multimillionaire. He doesn't need your money. He doesn't need the prestige. He's not, he's not that kind of person. He does, that does not mean anything to him. He's coming to help you and help your people that you have gathered. I recommend him to you people because you all can take him far better than me. He's more loving, more patient with your foolishness, uh, and uh, will sit there and listen to your foolishness. But he's going once he gets up and, and he has to say, once he gets up to say what he has to say, he's going to say the same thing I said. He's just going to say it better, and and he's going to use different language that won't inflame you and get you mad. <laughs> Hopefully, some of you are still mad at him. And he can work with you. He has not only a prophet's heart, but a pastor's heart. And he's meek, and he can take your mess. But I recommend to him that he does not take much more mess. Because it's just too, it's too late in the game. And I am recommending to all of you in this message, in this series, I'm not even getting to the point. I'm just giving you a preview. All of the evangelical, Protestant, Baptist, Bible, churches, organizations, denominations, as a group, as groups, not as individuals, he does not have time to talk with all you people. And that's what's happening. People call him, call him, he's, uh, he's trying to help you. And he doesn't want to say no. And you don't want to talk with anybody else but him. But he has people around him who understand exactly what he's about, and he'll, they'll tell you what he would say. You don't want to hear. You don't want to talk to them. See, so uh, you need to consult with him. How many of you know about Bar Rescue? You've seen Bar Rescue. Stop lying. The guy can turn a place upside down and turn around and make it profitable in just a few uh, hours. Uh, I would love that job for the church. But um, most churches will not do what I tell them. Dr. Tony Evans can walk you through it better. And he'll have the patience to spend more time with you. As I go off to the Isle of Patmos. And, uh, and I'm recommending to you that you people do not... Do not... Uh, wear him out. But the Southern Baptist Convention, the National Baptist Convention, uh, the Bible churches, whatever convention you guys are made up of, some independent Baptists, 
Southern Baptist, National Baptist, Evangelicals, all of you Evangelicals, whatever kind of churches, Evangelical Free Church, Bible Churches, whatever. You need to pay him a consulting fee. He doesn't need your money, does not even want your money. But you need to pay him for his time to tell you what to do. Most of you love him and respect him. He does not have any scandals to speak of and all of that kind of thing. And you know him. You've heard him preach on the radio. And you've had him over to your churches and so forth. And, uh, and he's a, a guy's guy. You know, he can have fun and talk and everything and do sports and all of that with you and play golf and all of that. But I need for you to consult with him before you make decisions, particularly this year, regarding race and the abomination of homosexuality. Because you people have messed this up. And you don't know what in the art that you're doing. See, Tony Evans won't do that, but I just did. <laughs> okay? I mean, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're doing. Southern Baptist, National, I love you all. You've been very good to me. All of you people have been extremely good to me personally. And only God is the one who touched your heart to be good to me, including Dr. Tony Evans. I love you. So I, I'm not mad at anybody. I love all of my brethren who are close to where they ought to be. I love the Southern Baptists because most of the pastors are educated, very well educated, and they write. And I have publications that I need writers, <laughs> not just talkers. I need writers, not just preaching. I need for you to write something. So and you all have been very good to me. Even some of the guys that I'm against today, they've been very good to me, allowing me to use their good name and their good writing. That I don't even have to check. I don't have to. I don't have to proofread it. Okay, been very good to me. The National Baptists, when I came out with the book Letters Young Black Men, they went all out to stand with me, giving me a glowing endorsement. They don't even know me. They know I'm. They do know of me that I'm an Independent Baptist. I'm. I'm not a National Baptist. But they. They went all out. Bible church folk, charismatic folk, I'm, I want you, I'm, I'm including you, the people who, the charismatics who are lined up with uh, T.D. Jakes, George Meyer, and even Joel Osteen. I don't care if you like Joel Osteen or not. Joel Osteen, at least he does something some of you people don't do, some of you pastors don't do. And now you're going to hear a little bit of the gospel at the end of his sermon. And some of you pastors don't do that. And I'm angry, angry with you about that. Because God told you to do the work of an evangelist. I must move on. I don't want to get into that. But it, I mean, it's going to be sweet. It's going to be short. Short and sweet. From Joel Osteen. But he, you, you're going to get a chance to hear the gospel and how to get saved. And he's going to say that to you right at the end of the message. So God bless him. Now you must understand, these people, if you think they're prosperity gospel, they're not. They're rich from their own books. They don't need a salary from the church. 
They're, they're millionaires from their own writings, from their own efforts. And some people have a gift of getting, having money come in. I mean, they have a, it's a gift. I'm including the charismatics. I'm not including those who are uh, telling you to send in $10 million or $20 million for a plane or $100 million, uh, you know, uh, those jokers. Uh, if I didn't mention them, I'm not talking about them. All of you need to touch base with Dr. Tony Evans and uh, consult with him before you make a move because you don't know what you're doing. He's not going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you. You people don't know what you're doing. You have messed up this thing over the past 10 to 20, 30 years, big time, and you're so, you don't know what to do so much. You're following demons. You're following false prophets and false pastors like Andy Stanley, like Otis Moss III. I'm not, I didn't mention Otis Moss Jr. because I think he has better sense than to go with that foolishness. And he probably was the one who told his son, cut it out. Don't let that president get you in trouble with God, boy. That's why he, he, he shut the up. After a while, and he gonna try to destroy the whole faith to get homosexuality into the church. I believe the boy is demon driven. I don't care if you like it or not. No saved person does that. I've never seen a saved person gut the Old Testament and gut the New Testament and talk about unhitching the Old Testament from the New Testament. I've never, I've never heard of that. And it, 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 I didn't even want to be bothered with it because he's Charles Stanley's son. I know he, this boy got better sense than this. But these are the kinds of devils that the devil will send. They crept in unawares. And some of you are following him. And let me say again lovingly to Dr. Ed Stetzer, you have a good name. Keep your good name. Get away from this false prophet, false pastor devil. Greer, I forget your first name. You got uh, your your last name is spelled kind of funny. Uh, give me his first name, Greer. Former Southern Baptist president. Say it again. J D Greer. It's not even a name. It's two letters. I can't even remember that. Uh, Doctor J D Greer. Thank you, Doctor. Uh, you know I love you. You had a great soul-winning campaign going for Southern Baptist until you got bogged down with Andy Stanley and his foolishness. You had a good name. You have a good name. Keep your good name and your authority, son. Get away from this false prophet, false pastor, devil, Andy Stanley. And save so that millions of souls can be saved. You've done good work. But for some reason, you have gotten hooked up, and I, I, I'm okay with you being loyal to your friend, but don't be loyal to the point where you're endorsing his book, and you're, you're endorsing a heretic's book, and you're going to go down in history as a heretic yourself. Okay, and all of you of that ilk, 
and all of you lesser known preachers who are destroying the souls and lives of people by following Andy Stanley. And don't do it. Don't do it. And so I have a whole lot more to say, but if the Lord should tarry his coming, I'll say it tomorrow, if he will allow us to live. And and uh, the rapture does not take place. But are you a counterfeit Christian? Are you a Christian who, uh, a church person rather, who has never been born again? Because that's what we're dealing with and they have wreaked havoc in the church and in uh, the nation and in the world. Please understand me that all of the mess that's going on in the world today is the result of the church not doing what God and Jesus put the church here to do. And that is to love everybody and to witness to everybody. And that's how I'm going to end this tonight. If you are with us tonight and you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, you need to get to know Him. You need to believe in Him. For your own salvation. And here's how you do it. First understand. <clears throat> that you are a sinner. And that you have done evil. All of your life. The Bible says very clearly. That we all have sinned. And come short. Of the glory of God. That includes the Pope. That includes the Dalai Lama. That includes um, Dr. Joel Osteen, Dr. T.D. Jakes, Dr. Tony Evans, Dr. Billy Graham when he was here. And all these guys would admit it, that they're sinners. And they marvel at the grace of God, as I do. I'm a sinner too. I'm preaching the gospel to you, but I'm a sinner. I'm a big sinner. Uh, but I serve a big Savior who is big enough to wash away all of my sins. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. That's how I got saved, through the blood of Jesus. And that's how you will get saved. Second, accept the fact, dear friend, that there is a penalty for sin. There is a punishment for sin always. The Bible states in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. We die because of sin, no matter how beautiful you are, no matter how handsome you think you are, no matter how much money you have in the bank, no matter what kind of big fine house on Porkchop Hill you live in, no matter how many degrees you have, you will go to the hot degrees of hell. If you're not saved by the grace of God, by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ,
or you think it's hot today, or this is air conditioned compared to hell. Uh, dear friend, you don't want to go to hell. But I do want you to understand that God will, because of your willful sins, allow you to die. He will allow you to experience the punishment of death. From this beautiful, greenish, bluish, whitish ball called earth. A beautiful place. And just like he would allow you to die because you've chosen darkness more than light, you've chosen the devil and not Jesus Christ, he will also allow you to go to hell for your sins if you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. And that leads me to my third point. Accept the fact, dear friend, that you are on the road to hell. Jesus Christ said in Matthew 18:8, Wherefore, if thy hand or thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched, where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. Think about the fire in hell. the heat inhaled from the fire. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter halt into life than having two feet to be cast into hell into the fire that never shall be quenched. A fire that never shall be quenched. These are the words of the loving Jesus Christ. Yes, the same one you honor on Christmas the same one you honor on Easter. He was a hellfire and brimstone preacher because he loves you. And he did this because he wants you to take advantage of what he's doing for you and what he did for you. And that is he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins. Yes, all of our sins. Trillions and billions of sins that we've committed against God, Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, who has taken away the sin of the world. And that's a whole lot of sin, my friend. You talk about the love of God. I've said this before and I'll say it again. Not only am I amazed with the grace of God, I'm amazed at the love of God. Where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out. That means if your eye causes you to sin, causes you to look at pornography, and lust after women you cannot have, or men you cannot have, it is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. 
hell is a very real place. In other words, Jesus Christ, if Jesus Christ preached on it, you can bank on it. It is a real place. Hell is a bad place. Hell is bad news. But I do have some good news that can deliver you from hell. You do not have to go to hell. You talk about the love of God. That's love for you. For Jesus Christ said in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, that whosoever, the word whosoever, means anybody at any time. Red, yellow, black, or white, we're all precious in God's sight. Amen. Whosoever believeth, the word believeth means to trust in, to depend upon. To have faith in. So put your name there. Bobby. Bobby believeth in him. Who is him? Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. He was speaking of himself. He was so meek he spoke in the third person. Should not perish. Perish where? In hell. It will be a continual perishing. No annihilation. You're going to suffer for your sins. The Bible says very clearly, my dear friends, that God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. The wheels of God grind slow, but they grind show. You're going to pay for your sins yourself? If you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ who paid for your sins. Himself. So I lovingly encourage you today. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shalt be saved. Do what Jesus Christ told you to do in this verse. Believe in me and you will not perish in hell but have everlasting life. That is everlasting life in heaven with God. I guess I'm getting short on life. I guess that the time of my departure is near because I feel like for the first time in my 42 years of preaching the gospel, I feel like preaching on heaven every day. I'll fly away. That's what we sing around here all the time now. I'll fly away. And I want you to not fly away to hell. I want you to fly away to heaven. So believe in the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Prince of Peace, the Light of the World, the Bread of Life, Himself, Jesus Christ. Believe in Him, my beloved, with all of your heart. And call on His name and pray and ask Him to save your soul. For Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth of the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell, man. I almost died and went to hell and didn't even know I was going to hell listening to the preachers.
in the church. They never preached on hell. I didn't even know I, I was in church. Didn't even know I was on my way to hell. Saved from what? I kept asking in my soul and in my spirit. Saved from what? Saved to wearing long dresses? Saved to not smoking? Saved to what? What are you talking about? Saved. See, saved was like a, a, a personal uh, kind of a life change. It had nothing to do with being saved from hell. You say, well, preacher, why do you preach on hell every time you preach the gospel? Because nobody preached on hell to me and I only went to hell several times. That's why. So, dear friend, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 10, 9 and 13 uh, says very clearly, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, that thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Have faith in God. Have faith in Jesus Christ his Son. And pray and ask him to save your soul from hell. You understand something I didn't understand for 19 years of my life. that you're on your way to a devil's hell. Everything that God and Jesus have ever said has come to pass and has come true. Do not play with God. Don't think that God plays. Everything that God has said has come to pass and will come to pass. Everything Jesus Christ has said has come to pass and will come to pass. Believe what they say. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins. He was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God. He was 100% God and 100% man. Believe in him. Follow me in the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner and I have sinned against you and have broken your Ten Commandments. For I have lied before I have stolen things before. I have lusted after people and things before. I have uh, dishonored and disobeyed my parents. I have dishonored you by taking your holy name in vain. I've done many evils in your sight. And I understand that I deserve to go to hell for breaking your Ten Commandments. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my sins, my failures and my faults. As I now believe with all of my heart 
in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Who I believe suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins. As the Lamb of God who took away the sins of the world. I believe that he was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul today. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of all of my sins and help me to change and help me to turn from my evil life and to start living righteously and godly and soberly in this present world and help me to follow you in the new life in Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake Amen Ladies and gentlemen, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ tonight, that he suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day, and by the power of God, and you prayed that prayer with me and meant it from your heart, I declare to you that based upon the Word of God, the Holy Bible, you are now saved from hell and you're on your way to heaven. Welcome to the family of God, dear friend. Congratulations on believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You have done the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to GospelLightSociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. The door is Jesus Christ. For Jesus Christ said in John 10, 9, and I love this verse, I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Until next time, my beloved, Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow. If the Lord tells is coming and we live, make sure you pray without ceasing if you are a child of God. If you're not a child of God, you need to get saved. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou, you, shall be saved. Uh, read the Bible, meditate on the Bible, and uh, keep yourself in the love of God. God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you real good, is my prayer. If you have uh, a prayer request, if you want more information about your new faith, please email us at dw3 at gospelitesociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well. And we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. God bless you, dear friends. Let's all stand for our closing prayer. 
Holy Father God in heaven, we know that thou art there. We pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is at your right hand. We know that you are there. And we praise you and we thank you for this uh, magnificent day of services and prayer. Thank you for hearing and answering prayer. It's amazing, Lord, how you do if we wait on you. And so, Lord, I pray that you'll help your people who are truly saved and those who just got saved to pray without ceasing, to read your holy word, and to grow thereby. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. <laughs>